You're clocked out. We're locked in. You're listening to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome to Crunch Time. Matt and Miguez here on the game. It's 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station in your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. My producer and co-host is... Mr. James Mesh rocking the the black headband today. James, buddy, how are you? Doing all right. How about you? I'm good. There you go. It is a Thursday. It is. It's one step closer to Friday. One step closer to the weekend. One step closer to high school football. Yes. One step closer to championship college football. And then and week 13 of high school. Or NFL football. Yeah, nobody cares about that. Yeah, you're right. No one, no <laughs> one cares about the pros. Um, what I was going to say is that we're one step closer to America's World Cup game. That is very true because that'll be played at eight in the morning. Way, way too early. Yes, way too early. Seven zero six zero one 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 is the number to call on the game hotline. So good news for you. There is no guest for the whole first hour of the show. So, if you feel inclined to call in on the hotline, do so in here during this 4 o'clock hour, 337-706-0111. And here in Acadiana, you can watch us on the simulcast. Very easy to do that. Stadium 32.3 and channel 133 on LUS Fiber. All right, James, yesterday we, we talked a lot about the new college football playoff rankings. And we also brought up the Rose Bowl thing. Well, late last night, the Rose Bowl said, okay, you know, we'll we'll agree. We're, Fine, we're, you we're win. Good. We're good. So what comes out today? As early as 2024, we'll have a 12-team playoff. Shibuya. And I, I, I got to tell you, I'm excited about it. A lot of people are. I think I think it's I think it's big. I know your timeline says different, but a lot of people do enjoy it. Maybe I'm just following the wrong people. I think you are. But you see, here here's why I think that it's going to be good, because this is, if the playoffs, if if there was a 12 team playoff this year, this is what the matchups would be if it, like if the current rankings stood. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and USC would all get buys. The five seed, which would be Ohio State, would play what would be the 12 seed, which would be Tulane, because the 12 spot is going to go to the highest ranked group of five team. So Tulane, or the highest ranked G5 champion, whatever, whatever, whatever way you want to look at it. So Ohio State would play Tulane. Alabama would play Utah. Tennessee would play Kansas State, and then Penn State would play Clemson. Now, looking at those four matchups, I I really believe that there would only be one blowout. And that's going to be Ohio State and Tulane. Yeah. I I think all the other ones, no, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, Utah is going to, you know, take it all the way down to the wire, but I mean, what's your definition of a blowout? When it's 20-plus? I was going to say three scores plus because yeah. 
because you have to score three times. So to me, any anything seventeen or more. Okay, so maybe Utah Alabama would be a blowout because I could see that being like a seventeen point game. So borderline. But it also kind of depends. How does it go throughout the game? Like, are they only down nine or ten most of it, and then Alabama just gets one more score? Right. So then that's where the three points. I think. I think or the a, three scores comes in. I think a lot of those games would be pretty good. If, if I'm being honest, I, I think that that would actually be a, a nice way of doing it. And then you look at those first four matchups, the higher seed gets to host it as a home game. And I think that's important. And then you would still incorporate the New Year's Six Bowls between the quarterfinals and the semifinals, and then you have the national championship. So I think everybody wins here. And then, you know, obviously, I, I think you might cut down on the number of bowls. But outside of the 12, you would still have all your bowl games that, that would go to your bowl-eligible teams. Like, I don't think that would change. I don't know how the lower-tier bowls would enjoy that. But, I mean, we've had a few times now in the, over the last few years where you've had, only, where you've had to bring in five-win teams yeah. to, to fill in the, the bowl spots. So, to me, if you get rid of a few, I mean... You won't have those straggling five-win teams, more likely than not. You then lose, probably more likely than not, depending on the year, some six-win teams. But it's like, to me, you shouldn't have a total guarantee of getting to six with, with just six wins. You know what I mean? Right. So here's something that, that I, I think I think going 500 shouldn't be like a woohoo. Well, right, right. So here's something that I found that is just incredibly. Interesting. So obviously in, in the age of NIL, you know, companies are finding new ways to, you know, get involved with, with that space and, and that environment. Well, listen to this. Cheese It, the cheesiest sponsor of college football, the new sponsor of the Cheese It Citrus Bowl. I woke up feeling the cheesiest, coach. Oh, you're, you're going to wake up feeling the cheesiest. You ready for this? Is giving football players and fans even more reason to wake up feeling the cheesiest. This year, the brand is creating exclusive Cheese It Feeling the Cheesiest hotel rooms. Four hotel rooms at the official team hotels that look and feel straight out of a Cheese It box. These rooms will have Cheese It bedside table lamps, Cheese, cheese It orange and yellow mood lighting, and Cheese It plush pillows. And also couches, blankets, and other accessories. Now look, my favorite color is orange, but I don't know. I don't know how much I feel about that one. Oh, this it's it's it, it's overload. Like the sheets are orange with red pillows, and it, it's there. There's way too much the, orange, the, yellow, and red going on. And look, those those are my. I really enjoy those three colors, but man, if that's the only thing in that room, I might go insane. In true cheese of fashion, the absurdly satisfying action does not stop. Select lucky fans will have the chance to spend the night before the 2022 cheese Bowl at Camping World Stadium and then watch the game from the feeling the cheesiest on-field suites. Positioned in the end zone, these suites deliver everything fans need to take their cheering to champion levels with Cheez-It sofas, blankets, pillows, and a luxurious Cheez-It bed. Why would you have a bed in an on-field suite? Oh, great heavens! No, there it is. 
Oh, there it is. That was really loud. I wasn't sure how loud that would go. That was really loud. All right. But uh, it, it, it was it was needed because, oh, oh, great heavens. Why would you put a bed in an on-field suite? Oh. You almost kind of get that feeling of washing it in your bed at your house. Cheese it. Never, ever, ever change. Never change. That is absolutely fantastic. Looking at some things that we are going to go over today, we're, of course, going to preview some more of the LSU-Georgia game. Adam Spencer is going to join us at 520, 535. Hunter Bauer will join us to discuss the high school semifinals and potential state championship matchups. And then at 5 o'clock, we got a treat for you. Mr. Glenn Gilbo is going to join us. He authored a book earlier this year about Skip Bertman. And it is, he is going to be, Glenn and Coach Bertman will be at the Grand Coteau Christmas event from 1 to 4 tomorrow doing a book signing. So, if, you know, you're, you're a big fan of Skip Bertman and, or a big fan of Glenn Gilbo, whatever, whatever way you want to slice it. You can head out to the Academy of Sacred Hearts Christmas at Coteau festivities in Grand Coteau. The address is 1821 Academy Road in Grand Coteau. You can either bring a copy of the book if you already have it. The book is titled Everything Matters in Baseball, the Skip Bertman Story. Or you can purchase a book at the event and have it signed by both Glenn and the coach. So, pretty cool. Um, I, I mean, obviously Skip Bertman, LSU legend. There, there's no, there's no denying that the man won five national championships as a baseball coach, and then was the AD for a period of time. So, pretty, pretty cool if they're doing that. Obviously, the the book was well done by by Glenn, and uh, once again, one to four tomorrow at the Academy of the Sacred Heart. If you want to check that out, Glenn will be joining us to kick off the five o'clock hour to discuss more about that World Cup scores from today. Oh, there was some drama. Let me tell you, Morocco takes down Canada 2-1. to one. Belgium and Croatia go level, which means Belgium is eliminated. Crazy to think that the second-ranked team in the world will not be making the knockout stages. Overrated much? Mm, okay. <laughs> Germany. I mean, I mean, come on. You're ranked second, and you you don't even make it to the knockout stages? It's pretty bad. Not a good look. It's not a good look. It's not. It's not. Let's, let's, let's keep it 100. Germany defeats Costa Rica 4-2. to two. However, Germany is out. Yikes. Why, though? Because well, Japan won 2-1. to one. With a controversial goal. And if you've seen the pictures on social media, which I'm sure you have, the second goal should not have counted. It and I told and I told you that when we were watching it live, I said that should not count as a goal. That's and you're like, I don't know. Did it? Did it hit? Is it out? Is it fully out? I said, Yeah, I see grass. So what ended up happening was the there was a pass that that went a little wide, and a player for Japan tried to save it, but it had already gone out of bounds. But he curved it back in. He curved it back in. His teammate heads it into the goal. They're celebrating. The referee says, out of bounds, no goal, blah, blah, blah. Well, they go to VAR, 
And they were they were on that for a good five minutes. Oh, it was it was a long, it was a long review, and uh, VAR actually ruled it a goal. So, you know, VAR has had moments where it's gotten it wrong, but man, I don't think it's ever gotten it wrong like this. Because I mean, you that that literally, and obviously, you know, Germany could have done more in their first two matches to solidify themselves as advancing, but that literally kicked Germany out of the World Cup. So definitely a, uh, a a big swing, no no question about it. Looking at our poll question of the day, James. It's very simple. We we talk about TV shows and movies all the time because I'm a big TV show buff. So let's do this. Favorite TV sitcom of all time? Is it Seinfeld? Is it Friends? Is it Big Bang Theory? Or is it something else? Obviously, there's plenty of other absolute classics. I mean, The Office, The Simpsons, um, How I Met Your Mother. I go on and on. There's Cheers. Hundreds of great sitcoms have been made. Um, so we want to know what your favorite is. So far, 40% have said Seinfeld. 30% have said Friends. 10% have said Big Bang Theory. And we got a comment for That's 70 Show, which... I'm not in. I'm not in disagreement. I am so not in disagreement. Um, and then John Paul said, "All the choices are good, even though I'm not showing my age." Mash is and always will be in a category of its own, and according to Jim, is pretty good. It's better than Seinfeld. Never. I don't think I've ever seen an episode of According to Jim. Never heard of it. Until I, don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever even heard of it. That's. Am I am I gonna have to add an in, a new one to my to my list? This it was in two thousand and one. Oh, I have seen this. I have seen this. Interesting. I, I don't know that I would say that it was better than Seinfeld, but I mean, we can we can agree to disagree. But that poll question is up on Facebook and Twitter. Ton says, "Cheers, hands down." Cheers is a good one. It really is. Uh, I feel like any time there's a show about a guy running a bar, it works out well. They, they Those shows usually usually work out well. If you are needing to grab some Christmas gifts, look no further than AcadianaDeals.com. Right now, score a discounted rate for vouchers to buy you pop gourmet popcorn, which has more than 40 flavors of gourmet popcorn. Mudcat Whiskers, where you can get handcrafted beard grooming products, and Amy's Ice Cream Bar, which offers supreme ice cream. You can get an additional 50% off this week only. Just use the discount code DELTA50, that's D-E-L-T-A-5-0, to score an additional discount at AcadianaDeals.com. Don't delay. This offer ends tomorrow at midnight. So go visit AcadianaDeals.com right now. We'll take a timeout, and when we return phone lines are open james and i are going to talk a little bit more about college football expansion and we will start previewing the thursday night football matchup tonight between the bills and the patriots right here on the game at southwest louisiana sports station your home for the sec west champion lsu tigers and the world champion houston astros 
Got something to say to Miguez and Mesh? Hell yeah! It's easy. Just call the hotline by dialing 337-706-0111. Now, back to more Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. Here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Start NFL Week 13 off right with a no-sweat same-game parlay from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or if you already have an account. You'll get free bets back if your Thursday night same-game parlay doesn't hit. NFL same-game parlays is the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. I'll take a Ramondre Stevenson anytime touchdown, the Bills money line, and then Josh Allen to throw at least two touchdown passes. Build your own or choose from one of our popular same-game parlays pre-built for you in, top, in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. However you want to play, you can bet on the NFL on Thursday night with a no-sweat same-game parlay. Sign up with promo code KLWB if you don't already have an account. But if you're already with FanDuel, you're all set. Just sign in and see what you got. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 and older and present in Louisiana and permitted parishes only. Three-plus leg minimum $1 bet required. Refund issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after the receipt. Max free bet, $5. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-877-770-STOP. Bruh, you, you got to do a better job of of giving me some kind of signal when it's your turn to read and when it's not. Check the check the, the, You're right. the topics. You're right. You're right. You're right. Let's go to the hotline. Jamie Green, what's going on, sir? Hey, Mr. Miguez. How you doing today, man? I'm doing fantastic, sir. How are you? I'm doing all right. It's a beautiful day. And, uh, man, I tell you what, I hope that Christian Pulisic is okay because – Look, kidding aside, I have had that injury from playing soccer when I was in high school, and it took me months to get over. On the right side, I got kids, so you know, there's that. But oh, he's yeah, that was, he's that he's was gonna he's gonna feel it on Saturday. There's there's no doubt. Oh, but I, I think I think from figuring out the the type of athlete that Christian Pulisic is, and, and knowing the the stakes of this match. He's not going to miss it. Oh, no, no doubt. Like, he, he's one of those that will play through the pain. And, uh, but I really do, I really do hope he'll be okay. And, uh, man, I'm pulling for the USA as I do every time they make it, you know, on like four years ago, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> uh, I wanted, I wanted to go in on the poll question today. And I've got, I've got three for you from three different generations. Okay. All right. So the first one, happy days. Yes, because it's a classic. you know you can't you can't beat the Fonz. It was it was a good time. Tom stole my number two, which is Cheers. I love Cheers. Matter of fact, I'm I'm watching it on a streaming app, no free ads. And then uh, for for the choices that are there, I have to say Big Bang, man. I love Big Bang Theory. So you see, I just love how witty and funny it is and smart, which I am not. You know, it's great. So you see. Big Bang Theory is one of my favorite shows of all time as well. And so I, I wanted to, I looked up, you know, top sitcoms of all time and found this article from a, a reputable media outlet. They, they produce a, a magazine that is very well known. It's a music website. Again, no free ads. Um, and it said 100 best sitcoms of all time. And I thought, man, you know, they're going to they're gonna have it right. You know, so I'm looking through and. You know, there, there's a couple of good ones that I've heard of, but nothing crazy. And I get to 90. Big Bang Theory. 
Are you are you telling me that there are eighty nine sitcoms better than The Big Bang Theory? Man, I would love to see that list because I mean, there's no way. And I mean, I'm I'm scrolling. There's no way. I'm scrolling through, and there there's some, you know, Modern Families at eighty four. Um, How I Met Your Mother is at eighty two. Will and Grace at eighty one. Sanford and Son at eighty. Like what? What? I'd love to see what they have as the number one. I bet you it's The Office. Oh would, my God! I would venture to believe I, that it's The Office. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I, I've only seen a couple of episodes of The Office because it's not my type of humor. But I mean, Sanford and Son, eighty. Oh yeah, really? I know. I know. Bruh. Let Let's see. I'm gonna scroll all the way down and see what their number one is. Let's see. Jamie Green, number one, The Simpsons. Okay, they, that's fair. They have Cheers at number I can, two. I can I can accept that answer. They have I Cheers at number that. two. Seinfeld at number three. I Love Lucy at number four. And then all the All in the Family at number five. Oh. Okay, that's that's I mean, a, that's a fair top five, that's, but that's not a bad bad top five, yeah. Big Bang Theory <laughs> at ninety is just mind boggling to me. Well, you know, not everybody can have good taste like us, man. Right. All right, Jamie, appreciate the call, man. Appreciate you guys. Y'all have a great day. You too. Oh, man, I love I love getting the chat with Jamie. But, yeah, how, how, how do you only have the Big Bang Theory at 90? Now, I understand it's not everybody's, you know, cup of tea and, and whatnot, but come on. Mash at 6. The Mary Tyler Moore Show at seven, Parks and Rec at nine. That's fair. That that's pretty. That's pretty solid. Let's go back to the hotline now. Rockefeller, what's going on? I don't know. I don't know, Miguel. I don't know. I don't know. This is kind of crazy. That's kind of what I don't know. If, if if anybody in their right mind makes a list like that, sitcom list, anybody. And I'm talking about the black and white community, white families, black families, anybody. I don't care. Make a list, sitcoms. There's no way on earth, on the blue or the green earth or whatever color earth you want to paint it to be, there's no way in hell that Sanford and Son is not a top five on that list. Oh, it's a classic. No way. It's a classic. No way. It's, 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 it's just no way. So whoever, whoever come up with these things, you can tell they don't watch great TV. They watch a lot of boring stuff, stuff that makes them mad and want to curse at everybody and they sit down and, and talk about the wrong things. That's the kind of stuff they're watching. They're watching the wrong stuff. But if anybody in your right mind, like I say, black or white, don't have Sanford and Son up there at the top of the list, up there near the top of the list, or somewhere around that ballpark at the top of the list, they're smoking something. They got to be, or they're drinking too much coffee and dipping too much gold. I'll hang up and listen. Appreciate you, Rockefeller. And, like, so, again, you know, I obviously don't want to spend too much time on talking about sitcoms because we are a sports radio show. But, like, so community. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's about a, a, a community college. It's funny. It doesn't deserve to be at number 24. You know, the, you look, you got Louie at 27, Malcolm in the middle. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Like, they've got some, but, like, the Golden Girls is a, a classic, right? 32. Like, that just feels wrong. And SpongeBob 
Okay, SpongeBob is a cult classic. Does not belong in a category of sitcoms. I was gonna say I don't count that. That's not a sitcom. That's a cartoon. So that's wrong. They have that at thirty-four. That is incorrect. Are there any other cartoons that they're counting on there? South there's Park. A, then again, you could all, Bob's Burgers and like we had said, The Simpsons at one. They have Friends at thirty-eight. It's Friends. When I when I think sitcom, I think. Oh man! Real real life actors, right? Uh, on a screen, not a not a cartoon where you're doing voice acting. I just Brooklyn Nine Nine at forty three. That's a classic. That's such a good one. I love Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh man! All right. So going back to some sports things, one thing I wanted to get into today is talking about the NBA season thus far. You know, you look at it. The Pelicans getting another win last night. If you look at the standings in the Western Conference, the Pelicans currently number three. They're only two games out of first place with the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns at 15 and 6 to start the season. You know, everybody was all high and mighty on Golden State. Oh, you know, they might be able to repeat as champs. They're eighth and sitting at 500. I know it's early. They've only played 25% of the season, but come on. And then how about the Boston Celtics? 18-4 and four have a two-game stranglehold on the Eastern Conference. And two of those losses were against the Cavs. Ugh, be better. <laughs> right? Yeah. Hey, but, but the Cavs, that Donovan Mitchell trade worked out well for them. Oh, it's looking very nice for them. Uh, that worked out really well for them. Let's go to the hotline. Randy, what's up? Well, good afternoon, guys. Uh, you know, there's a sitcom probably not on that list that should be, and I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's called The League. Um, Fantastic. It was on the FX Network a long time ago, and it was about a group of guys who've known each other since high school, and they were in a fantasy football league, Yep. and they are so bad to each other, and it is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Oh, it's absolutely fantastic. And it's, it's not as funny as these college uh, playoff rankings, but it was pretty funny. Anyway, so wait, right, well, y'all have a good day. Well, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> what, right, what's, what's wrong with the college football playoff rankings? Well, I understand that they have to take undefeated teams, no matter how sissified their schedule was, and, and rank them high. But the idea that Michigan's going to be number two when they win this weekend is, is just, it, it means we're going to have nothing but blowouts. We normally have a blowout in the first round for both games because these artificially ranked teams from weak divisions get number three and number four seed. But we're definitely going to have a blowout, not only both first-round games, but the championship game because George is going to put one on Michigan, you know, worse than South Carolina put on Tennessee. It's going to be bad. Interesting. See, I, I, I think Michigan's having a pretty good year. They played nobody but Ohio State, and look what Ohio State played. You can people say, "Oh, well, they played Penn State." You know, uh, okay, again, another Big Ten team. It's just like the ACC. You got Florida State ranked 14 or something stupid like that. They literally lost to every ranked team they played this year, and the three ranked teams they played were ACC teams with multiple losses. Okay, so Randy, the whole ranking system's a farce. Randy, let me let me ask you this: the SEC is obviously the best conference. 
Who would you? What conference would you say is the second best? The second best conference? Yeah. That's tough because there 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 aren't any strong ones. But I I guess I'd have to go with the Big Ten over over the ACC or the Pac-12 or the Big 12. I guess I'd have to take. Yeah. Because they got two teams probably better than anybody in the Pac-12. You know. <laughs> no, I mean I I agree with you. I think I think the Big Ten's the, the second best conference in football. Yeah, but you know they're going to do the same thing they've done in the playoffs for the last well since the playoffs started. They're going to get blown out. Well, that may not be true for Michigan because they're going to end up playing TCU <laughs> or uh, USC, and, and they're going to spank them. And it's going to be it's going to be boring. I don't want the playoffs to be boring. I wish. I wish they could rank teams based on real strength of schedule and not this artificially teams that are ranked in these divisions just to generate revenue before a ball is even snapped at the beginning of the season. But when you look at Florida State, they're a brand. There's a reason that they have them ranked so high. It's not because they're a good football team. That's fair. That's fair. Randy, appreciate the call, man. All right, you have a good afternoon. So that that's interesting. That that's an interesting argument. You know, I I don't know that Michigan is going to get blown out by anybody. I mean, maybe a, a Georgia team if Michigan doesn't play well could could run away from Georgia. I mean, run away from Michigan. But I mean, they're not going to blow out TCU. And then I don't think that they would blow out Ohio State. Well, they already did blow out Ohio State. But USC, I don't know that would be a blowout either. So that that's, that's interesting. Um, personally, I'm a big fan of Michigan and what they've done this year. Um, I wasn't early in the year, but as the season's worn on, I've I've been more and more impressed with what they have been able to do. The game wants to stuff your stocking with a $500 Visa gift card. It's the Christmas Comes Early sweepstakes power presented by Armentar Jewelers. Simply enter in the Game Rewards Club at 137thegame.com or 1041thegame.com for a chance to score a $500 Visa gift card, and it's that easy. It's the Christmas Comes Early sweepstakes powered by Armentar Jewelers and the game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. We will take a timeout, and when we return, James and I will look at some current bowl projections and discuss them in the world of college football, and we'll also start looking at, once again, continue our conversation into the NBA, as well as continuing the conversation of our poll question of the day. What is your favorite sitcom of all time? We'll take a timeout and do that next here on The Game. It's Southwest Louisiana's sports station, and your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. You're listening to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Slings it far side. Stingley steps inside the receiver and picks it off. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. A shot to left field. Going back on its Gordon. He'll look up at the corner. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Welcome back here on Crunch Time 41 after the hour. Let's go to the hotline. Ryan, what's up, man? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Before we get to my topic, I want to uh, give kudos to Randy. 
man, I tell you what, he was on a roll and had a lot of valid points. Teams two through four, they can't even lace up Georgia's cleats. It's going to be a massacre, and whoever makes it, and it, just like you said, it's a farce. But my topic is that blatant disrespect that these poll voters have for LSU every single year. You look at the you look at uh, the the rankings. Every three loss team above us, we can beat them. We should be ranked number ten. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with that, um, but you know, if you if you look at it, so I've got it, I've got it pulled up right here. The three lost teams in front of you are Utah, Kansas State, and Florida State. Okay, Kansas State, yes, I could see you beating pretty pretty easily, actually. Um, the reason you're not above Florida State is because you lost to them. And then Utah, I actually think that would be a good game. Not most definitely, but even after we lost, uh, not lost, even after we won the national championship in 2019, like the next year we're ranked like number six. Like, no, we're the defending national champions, and do we prove we're not? Well, the, the reason that you were preseason number six is because of how much you lost. And that's a valid point, but at the same time, I mean, we were at the top of the mountain. We should be there until we prove we 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 don't deserve to be there. And 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 I I don't necessarily disagree with that either. But again, you know, those preseason polls they're they're looking at what is going to happen or what they believe can happen in that season, not what happened the season before. Most definitely, guys. Thanks for taking my call, and uh, go Tigers. Appreciate you, Ryan. So, yeah, I mean, do I think LSU maybe fell a little too far? Yeah. Um, but, but again, you know, you, you lose to a four-win team like A&M, they're going to drop you, especially when, you know, it's a committee deciding the polls and not, and not a computer. If it was a computer, yeah, you're, you're probably sitting at 10. But otherwise, you know, if you were still in the BCS area, you would you would probably still you know be ten eleven, but with the human element, you know they they look oh you lost to a four win team you know they they got to fall down to down to fourteen or or, or whatever, um, so you know it is what it is. Go beat Georgia Saturday in the SEC championship game, and you'll play in the Sugar Bowl. It, it, it's as easy as that. Um, so. Looking at our poll question once again, favorite sitcom of all time. Got some comments on Facebook. Let's check those out. Cole Gilbo says, Big Bang Theory gets my vote. Friends and Cheers tie for second. Gary Papa says, Seinfeld, MASH, Cheers. Ryan Trump's Everybody Loves Raymond. Thomas Davis, Two and a Half Men and The Ranch on Netflix. The Ranch is great if you haven't seen it. Uh, Martin says, Everybody Loves Raymond. Edward Purvis says Cheers and the Coach. Got a lot of votes for Cheers. Also got a lot of votes for Sanford and Sons. And then once again, you head over to the Twitter page. Again, looking at our at our poll question of the day. Got some votes for The Office. Got some votes for Fresh Prince. 
Young Sheldon, even Parks and Rec, uh, the Andy Griffith Show. Somebody said the office is so good it holds spots one through five. Nothing has ever been better. I don't know about all that, but okay. Let's go to the hotline now. Kyle, what's up, man? Oh, not too much. I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, I think that three and four, USC and TCU could both Mm -hmm. lose. Okay. In my opinion, I think TCU's in no matter what. Win or lose, I think they're in. See, I agree. Okay. Now, let's say USC gets beat. I think if USC gets beat, they're out. Oh, yeah. If they lose, they're out. All right. They're out. Now, obviously, the next team that jumps into the picture is Ohio State. Correct? Yeah. Okay. So, I think if USC – I think TCU's in no matter what. And I think if if Utah beats, which is tough to beat them again, but it can happen. If they beat USC, then that brings Ohio State back in. But when you look at it, okay, and you really study it, look at Alabama, okay, and look at Alabama with the two losses. Look at what happened the first time that Ohio State played somebody in the top 10, really in the top 15, you know, outside of Penn State. Because mm-hmm. I'm not sure what Penn State was ranked when they played them. But you look at Alabama's framework, okay? They lost two games, both on the road, both on the last both the ranked teams. That were, I mean, hell, one was number one team. Yep. Ended up being number one, and another one got to number what, five. And they lost both of them on the road. Both of them about a total of four points, and both on the last play of the game. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I bet you if you if you took the football guys and and had them put the best team, vote for the best team between Alabama and Ohio State, I would be willing to bet you that they would pick Alabama ahead of Ohio State to put in that fourth and, spot. It's not gonna happen. And I I don't disagree with you as much as I dislike Alabama. I don't disagree with you. But here, yeah. here, here's what I could see happening. So I, I agree with you on the TCU front. I think they're in regardless. So they lose. Say they lose and USC loses. I could see TCU dropping to four. And then I could see them putting Ohio State at three to set up a Michigan-Ohio State rematch. Uh, it could. I mean, that, that's very possible that it could, it could work like that. But, you know, you know, to me, what hurt Ohio State and why I would rather see Alabama get in is to see how they got mauled by Michigan. Right. You know what I'm saying? No, it's true. I mean, they got, they, got, they got beat up. Alabama didn't get beat up on the road. You know, Alabama had chances to win both of those games. I mean, LSU played as good as they possibly could play. And you and see, all credit to them, and they won. And you see, this conversation is exactly why a 12-team playoff was necessary. Yeah, 12's a little steep. Like this year, you'd be scratching to get 12 teams in there that belong, you know. But, I mean, four is not enough, but 12 is probably too many. Because, you know, when you start getting past probably six, maybe seven, you, you, you're really scratching now. Because there's, you know, those other teams. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you, right, right now you've got two, three lost teams down there at the bottom at 10 and 11. 
But, I mean, I, I think you look at it, I, I think Ohio State-Washington could be, you know, in, intriguing football. Uh, I mean, Ohio State more so, I think, than, than probably Washington. But, you know, I mean, I, I'd rather see 12 than 4 because at least it's going to get played out. And right. nobody's going to get left off like Ohio State did in you know, one year. Correct. So, when they were the best team in football. but So, that's not going to happen. You know, with 12 teams – Everybody plus is going to get in, and it's going to be one on the field rather than on paper. And that's why I kind of I always preferred the NFL ahead of college because it was always about paper and this vote, and it was never played on the field. At least, you know, going into 24, we'll be assured that the best teams are going to get in. And anybody that's left out of 12 really is not going to have a, you know, Correct. a bone to pick with anybody because if you Correct. can't make the top 12, you're not in. So anyway, okay. Well, I was just, I was just curious. So you think Ohio State would, would definitely be in if, if uh, I don't know, USC I don't know that they would definitely be in, but I could see it happening, and, and I could see them putting Ohio State from five to three, like I said, to set up that Michigan Ohio State rematch. Okay, if if USC loses and Ohio State doesn't get in, who's the next one? If USC loses and Ohio State, it'd have to be Bama. It would have to be Alabama. You, you would have to put out. You would have to put out. But Alabama. you're never going to put an Alabama team with two losses ahead of Ohio State with one, because Alabama didn't win. You know, they didn't win their conference or any of that stuff. So ne- neither did Ohio Alabama State. Alabama getting in of Ohio State. Yeah, I just don't. I know, but they they, they, but they got I, they got a better record. Yeah, no know? no doubt but about I it. I don't think it's, it's yeah. So okay, well good. I appreciate it. I appreciate right. the call, man. Okay, thanks. Your Alexa or Google Home speakers help out around the house. They allow you to control your lights, your thermostats, and much more. But did you know that it could also play the game? Just ask Alexa or Google Home to play the game Southwest Louisiana, and it's that easy. So do the smart thing and have the game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles with you at your office, your home, and everywhere you go. We'll take a timeout, wrap up hour number one on the other side. You're listening to the game Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Alexa and the game make a great team. Do yourself a favor and enable the Alexa skill, the game Southwest Louisiana, so you can keep it locked in to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, wherever you go. Welcome back to Crunch Time 454 right now. Let's quickly go to the hotline. We got T there. What's up, T? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing, bud? Uh, we're, we're doing all right. How about you? Good, good. Uh, as far as uh, sitcoms, Big Bang Theory is, is number one. But also, uh, Hogan's Heroes. That was one of my favorite shows growing up. Shows my age, but... Uh, and as far as for the college football playoffs, as long as Alabama doesn't make it, I don't care. <laughs> That's fair. How's that? That's huh? fair. Okay. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you, T. All right. This man said, as long as Bama's not in it, I don't care. I love that. It's the last thing I want. But if I had to say, you know, TCU and Michigan both lost, or yeah, TCU and not, not TCU, Michigan, TCU and USC both lost. You got to fill a spot because USC's out. Would you rather see a one-loss Ohio State or a two-loss Alabama? Probably gonna say a two-loss Alabama. 
And I know there, there's two losses, but like you said yesterday and then the caller said earlier, two losses, both on the final plays of the game, both on the road by a combined four points. You can't argue with that. The only argument you have is that they have two losses. But Ohio State, you look at their schedule, I mean, dude, they haven't played anybody. And then you look at the one game that they lost, it was by 22. Right. I mean, like they they were winning in the first half, but then the the second half they just fell apart. I mean, Penn State was a top 10 matchup when they played them, but you know, they they struggled there. They struggled against Notre Dame early in the year. They you know, you you kept it close with Northwestern. You kept it close with Maryland. Like they haven't really had much success other than, you know, the Notre Dame game earlier in the year and then this game against Michigan. I know this sounds crazy, but while we were having callers, I kinda looked at more angles for that Japan, Japan goal. goal. It's in. I saw I saw some more angles too. It was in. Uh, the slightest sliver of the ball was still in the white. Even though I can see green everywhere, it's that last little sliver. I know because we, we I, were we were wrong because I look at it and I thought that little piece of the uh, design on the ball that's actually blue. I thought that was green, but no. Even even with the blue, you can still see white on the white. Yeah, like, we wow, were. Wow, that 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 technically still is in. We were we were wrong because I I really thought that it was going to be out, but uh, nope, it's there. Won't be the first. Won't be the last. Hour number one. In the books, hour number two, guest loaded. Kicking it off with Glenn Gilbo right here on the game. 237 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. You're clocked out. We're locked in. You're listening to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Hour number two of Crunch Time right here on the game. It's 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the Houston Astros and LSU Tigers. Matt Miguez, James Mesh in hour number one. We talked at length about the college football expansion. We talked about the Cheez-It fan suites at the Cheez-It Bowl, which is strange. And we also talked a lot about our poll question of the day, which is, what is your favorite sitcom of all time? We'll get to that and so much more later on in the second hour. But we were are now joined by Glenn Gilbo. He is from Outkick.com, and he is also the author of Everything Matters in Baseball, the Skip Bertman story. Glenn, thanks for taking the time on this Thursday. How are you, sir? Hello. Good evening. How are you guys? Oh, doing well. Thanks for asking. So, you know, we, we've had you on recently to talk about, you know, the, the Skip Bertman story that, that you wrote. Just kind of refresh everybody's mind about this book and, you know, what it took to, to put it together and things like that. Well, it's called uh, Everything Matters in Baseball, the Skip Bertman story. It's It's been out since um, August at um, AcadianHouse.com. You can order it. That's, uh, that's a publishing company in Lafayette. But it just recently, just in the last week, is at the Barnes and 
Mobiles around the state, and it's at Amazon.com. Uh, you you can purchase it. Uh, but um, you know, it was it was a fun book to do. It, it delves deep into the five national championships, but also his uh, time for LSU and his time as athletic director, uh, which is was a very interesting uh, few chapters in in the book as well. Now you know from doing all the research that you did for this story. In your opinion, who is the best player that Skip Bertman ever coached? <laughs> wow. Uh, well, you know, I'd have to say uh, Joey Bell when he was at LSU and Albert Bell, when he changed his name when he went into, into the pros. I mean, he's clearly the star in Major League Baseball out of LSU that, that Skip coached. Um, I mean, he was, he was the most feared in baseball, really, probably for a Three years and one of the best power hitters during his time in the in the 90s um but uh you know and todd walker was a a, a great lsu player as well warren morris i mean warren morris was really a, a very good player without the home run <laughs> that he's known for um but uh you know god there's a lot brandon larson had that had that great year uh doug thompson and um was a great pitcher. Uh, Curtis Laskanik was an awesome pitcher. Russell Springer, um, but you know the the best one I, I would have to say was uh, was Joey Bell. Now you know work, working on this book for so long and, and gathering all the interviews and information that you did has it been weird for you? You know the last six or so months to know that the book is is done and and you don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> oh, that was that, I finished it on New Year's Eve last year. And then there was a lot of editing and, and proof and so forth. But, uh, no, it was, it's a tremendous feeling of accomplishment just to get it done. Uh, and then, you know, it's quite a feeling to walk into a, a Barnes & Noble here in Baton Rouge that I've been going to, you know, for 25 years and see seeing the book in there with my name on it. That's that's pretty cool, you know, and it because it, it did take a long time, and I, and, I, and I had a full-time job while I was doing it. It was uh, that was difficult at time, but at times. But it was always fun to go down that rabbit hole. It was just a question of how long you could stay in there before you had to do your regular work. Right, right. Now you know you, you talked about the the book's been out since August, and you know tomorrow you guys will be at the Christmas in Coteau in Grand Coteau doing a book signing of this book. Is this the first book signing you guys have done, or, or has there been multiple? Yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah, that's going to be at Academy of the Sacred Heart tomorrow from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, Skip is going to be there signing books. That's in, in Grand Coteau. Um, it's at uh, 1, 1821 Academy Road in uh, in Grand Coteau, put on your GPS. Uh, but this is the third signing, actually. The first signing was in September at a friend of Skip's, Richard Lipsy, a big uh, LSU uh, supporter and, and booster started TAF. He has a, a business in Baton Rouge. We had a book signing there in September that went really well. Uh, that was when the book first came out. People were lined up outside. And then we had a second book signing at the book festival in Baton Rouge there at the state capitol in October. And then this is the third one at the uh, Academy of the Sacred Heart. 
Now, you you guys will be there from 1 to 4 tomorrow. Now, one, one question that I'm sure a lot of people will have, will there be copies of the book available to purchase there, or do people need to show up with a copy of the book? There, there will be plenty of books there to buy and get signed by Skip. And you can also bring in a book if you already have one and get that one signed too. Uh, but, yeah, there's going to be plenty of books to purchase on site, um, and, uh, and, and Skip will sign them. And Skip doesn't pre-sign books. He likes to meet the person who, who's getting the book and talk to him for a second and, and, and you know, personalize each signing. And then uh, I'll be signing, too, but I usually don't have as long a line as Skip. <laughs> now, Glenn, I've, I've got to ask you, you know, working for OutKick, covering LSU for as long as you have, you know, what are, what are your thoughts on the SEC championship game this weekend? Well, you know, my plan was to go to the championship game. Um, I was um, leave after the book signing and drive to Atlanta Friday night. But with LSU's loss um, on against Texas A&M, it means that the game has no significance toward the the playoff. You know, I mean, it's still huge for LSU. They could beat the number one team and and go to a great bowl, but. Uh, you know, that loss to A&M took a lot of the luster off of that, um, you know, from a reporter's point of view. But still, it's a great accomplishment to, to win the West, and, and it'll be a great accomplishment to beat the number one team, regardless of the circumstances. And I, I think they have a shot because Georgia, I mean, they, they've struggled against Kentucky. You know, um, they um, they could be beat. You know, it, it, it would be an upset. They're the, one of the biggest underdogs in the championship history, 17 points. But I, I think that's a good bet, LSU in 17. I think they'll play them pretty well. Now, you know, Jaden is probably not going to be the Jaden at his best like he was against Alabama because of the ankle. But um, I like this LSU staff, and, I, and they've had so much time to uh, game plan for Georgia because, you know, they knew they were going to the game weeks ago. So I, I think it's going to be an interesting game. And then lastly, are, are you impressed with how quickly, I mean, yesterday was the one-year anniversary of, of Brian Kelly getting hired. Are you impressed with how quickly he's been able to put this program in the SEC championship game? Yeah, I wrote a couple of weeks ago that he should be national coach of the year, even with the great years that um, that Lincoln Riley has had at USC and um, – and, and Sonny Dykes at, at TCU, neither of those guys walked into the, as bad a situation as Brian Kelly did because Brian Kelly inherited 39 players on scholarship. That's like unheard of. And he was able to fill that roster and uh, w- with some decent players and Jaden Daniels in particular. So uh, I thought he'd win the games. You know, he, he uh, overachieved a little bit in my mind. Uh, but I, I think he's national coach of the year. Glenn Gilbo works for OutKick.com, and he is the author of Everything Matters in Baseball, the Skip Bertman story. There will be a book signing tomorrow from 1 to 4 p.m. at the Academy of Sacred Hearts Christmas in Coteau festivities. Glenn, really appreciate you taking the time. Great work on the book, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you. And there he goes, Glenn Gilbo. Once again, if you want to meet Skip Bertman, meet Glenn Gilbo, Buy a copy of the book, Everything Matters in Baseball. Again, tomorrow, 1 to 4 p.m. at the Academy of Sacred Heart. The address is 1821 Academy Road 
in Grand Coteau. Books will be available for purchase there. You can bring a copy with you if you already have one, and you can get it signed by a five-time national championship winning head coach. All right, James, let's update the poll question of the day. Favorite sitcom of all time. James, I never got your answer. What is your favorite sitcom of all time? I'm not going to count any kind of like cartoons, I would say. So I'm not going to count like a Family Guy or a Simpsons, even though those are those are more my type of shows. Um, Really do enjoy The Big Bang Theory. It's so good. It is a very good one. Uh, it pops up a lot on my YouTube reels. I get I get a lot as, of clips. As it should. <laughs> as it should. Uh, I mean, would you count any one of the shows from like Nickelodeon or something? Like iCarly? I mean, or like Drake for, and Josh. for our generation, yeah, I would. Yeah, because I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed kind of like watching those type of shows. But obviously, you know, our, our older listeners, I mean, they're not. Well, no, they're they're you're, they're probably they're, gonna be like that, that's stupid. Yeah, they're they're, <laughs> they're not gonna know what iCarly or Jerk and Josh is. No, spaghetti but, uh, tacos, spaghetti tacos. Oh man, I can't believe you pulled that out. That's fantastic. But no, so obviously you know Big Bang Theory is, is, is a classic. Friends. Like I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think of shows off top, where like I haven't seen the full thing because I don't tend to watch that all 70 of one show. show. I've seen those. That's that another seventy shows. That's good. another show that pops up a lot of clips on my YouTube reels. Um, Cheers is, is great. I've, I've seen it's a little older. A couple of clips from Cheers. Uh, a lot of a lot of The Office has popped up, seen, and and I've it's really grown on me because never been a fan of The Office. My my friends are super fans of The Office, so whenever I would go there, sometimes I would see episodes and like oh. go and hang, hang out at other people's Full House. Ooh, Full House was a very good one. I, I who dat forever just said Full House and Drake and Josh. So, uh, man, I I didn't think about Full House. That's got to be up there. That's a good one. Brian um, Fox said the league. I mean, the league. Yeah. I haven't. I haven't. Like I said, I don't tend to watch the full or a vast majority of full on shows. But I, I see bits and pieces here and there, and I've seen bits and pieces of the league, and I I had liked it so far. I like the whole premise of a whole show being yeah. based around. A fantasy football league. The league was really cool. Obviously, you know Nick Kroll is is very good. Um, so his his stuff is always fun. Jason Manzukis is also another guy that that is popular. Seth Rogen was in it for a period of time as well as Brie Larson. So it had a quietly good cast. Jeff Goldblum appeared at periods. Uh, Rob Riggle as well. Its main cast was was guys that you know a lot of people hadn't heard of, but great show. Um, the league, anytime you can put a show together about fantasy football, I mean it just it just works. Uh, let's go to the hotline, DJ. What's up? It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Is the best, most depraved show on television ever. It, it's okay. Uh, it's the best. <laughs> it, it, it's pretty. It's pretty funny. I'm I'm gonna give you I that. Mean, you, you have to have a very dark, kind of a dark sense of humor to to, to fully appreciate that show. Right, right. Now, my, my wife tried to watch it at first; she didn't like it. But I told her, I was like, "Look, you have to shut down all logic and reasoning when you watch this show." I mean, again, uh, uh, another thing is I'll I'll say it like I said with the league. Anytime Nick Kroll's in something, it's usually pretty good. Anytime Danny DeVito's in something, 
it's pretty it's, it's usually pretty good. good. <laughs> um so yeah, I mean it's not bad. I don't know that I would put it up there as one of my tops, but uh de- uh, def- definitely a good uh, one. I, I could watch it on repeat. You see, that's how I am with like how I met your mother and the Big Bang Theory. I can just turn it on any season, any episode, and just watch it. Seinfeld, and it's always funny in my suit. I, I, I can watch those on repeat. Not bad. Not bad choices. Appreciate the call, man. Hi, y'all. Hi, man. But, yeah, you know, everybody loves The Office. My dad and brother are huge fans of The Office, and I just don't un- understand. I mean, it's okay. There, there's parts of it that are funny. But the whole the show as a whole, I just I, I don't I don't get it. Um, and then I got a text from Jacob Lemonier. Curb your enthusiasm. Now that's a good one. Tag, tag get, got in the league and said Seinfeld. Seinfeld, yeah. Um, I'm surprised nobody has said Arrested Development. That's always been a classic. Um, so I'm in, I'm interested to, that nobody Arrested Development is not necessarily my cup of tea but I know that a lot of people like it with, with Jason Bateman and Will Arnett. So that's interesting. But, uh, you know, in, in the end, I, I digress. If you're looking for great stocking stuffers for the holiday season, then look no further than the Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. As a member of our rewards club, you can score excellent prizes like a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse at Cyber's Bayou Casino Resort, or a $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen at Cypress Bayou Casino Resort. But you can only score these great stocking stuffers by becoming a member of the Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. It's free. It's simple. Sign up today. The world-famous CD is tagging in. He said, Arrested Development is so good. However, the one season Netflix did stunk. Hmm. Netflix swings and Netflix misses every now and again. They're, They're not... They're not hitting a thousand. It's fine. We'll take a time out. We return. Adam Spencer of Saturday Down South joins us for a preview of LSU and Georgia inside Mercedes-Benz Stadium for the SEC Championship. Can LSU control the almost raging Cajun? Stetson Bennett. We'll do that next here on The Game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station in your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Tune in every weekday at 8.15 a.m. and 3.15 p.m. for the LSU Sports Update, presented by Tibbs Trailers here on The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. So we got some more answers to the poll question. Somebody said Modern Family. And then Jamie says, thought of two more, Married with Children, great show, and the Cheers spinoff, Frasier. Okay, wait, 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 wait a second. Am I showing how young I am by saying I didn't know that Frasier was a Cheers spinoff? Is that true? Is that like a real thing? How is Frasier a Cheers spinoff? Frasier was a spinoff series, Dr. Frasier Crane, a character. I never knew that. Wow. I've never seen Frasier. So that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, really. Thank you, James. Mind blown. That's, wow. That is impressive. Anyways, SEC Championship game this Saturday, LSU versus Georgia. LSU is a 17.5-point underdog. 
I think that's a little much. Let's discuss it with our guy from Saturday down south, Mr. Adam Spencer. Adam, thanks so much for taking the time, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. So so first, I, I got to ask you before we dive into this, our poll question of, of the day is, what is your favorite TV sitcom? So what what's Adam Spencer's favorite sitcom? Uh, you know, it's got to be The Office for me. That was uh, that was one of the defining ones for me. But uh, I heard you guys mention Modern Family, and that one's that one's gold too. So, uh, so I, I, you know, you can't go wrong with either of those. Yeah, fair, fair enough. We've gotten a lot of The Office. I don't get it personally, but hey, you know, it, it's not my cup of tea. But that's quite okay. Um, you know, looking at this game, Georgia, the defending national champions undefeated they've struggled in a couple of games this year and then LSU on the other side brand new head coach lost to Florida State to open the season not a whole lot of hope at that point for the Tigers but then they turned around and beat Mississippi State Ole Miss Florida Auburn Alabama and and now here you are playing for an SEC championship game just talk about both of these teams and the wildly different paths that they have taken to get here yeah, I mean it's it's probably safe to say that uh, this Georgia team this year can uh, go toe to toe with last year's, and that's pretty crazy. I mean, you know, we're going to have a legitimate debate on on 2021 Georgia versus 2022 Georgia if if the Bulldogs can finish this thing off, win the SEC title, and uh, win a second straight national championship. Obviously, they still have a long way to go before that. Um, you know, the defense last year had so much NFL talent. Obviously, that team beat Alabama, and this year's Georgia team hasn't had to do that. Um, but, you know, it, it's just the offense has been better, and, uh, you know, Stetson Bennett has really been the guy and uh, steady presence at quarterback this year. So, you know, that's a really elite team that we're talking about in Georgia. And then, you know, my goodness, the job that Brian Kelly has done turning things around after that loss to Florida State, I mean, he's got to be there if he's not – one, he's number two in the in the SEC Coach of the Year rankings, in my opinion. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But, uh, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, I heard you say 17 and a half points. You think that's a little high. I, I agree with that. I think that, you know, two and a half scores, that's a, that's a bit disrespectful to uh, to an LSU team that now we found out today is going to have Jaden Daniels back, too. Yeah, you know, and that's obviously a big step in the right direction for the Tigers headed into this game you know, we talked about Brian Kelly coming into this season only having 38 scholarship players on the roster, and now almost a year to the day since he was hired, he has them in the SEC championship game. I mean, just talk about, you know, Brian, you, you touched on a little bit there, the, the job he's done, but man, he's taken off with this team a lot faster than I think anyone expected. Yeah, and I mean, the biggest credit to him is that, you know, he stuck with Jaden Daniels through these early season struggles. You know, there was times earlier in the year, it's like, man, what is going on? Can he get the ball to these receivers at all? Um, you know, they stayed the course with him. He's turned into one of the better passers in the league. You know, he takes care of the ball. He doesn't throw careless picks. Um, he's dynamic with his legs. We all we all knew he was going to be dynamic with his legs, but his improvement as a passer is why LSU is where it is right now. And, uh, you know, that's that's really great. To see, um, and you know he's just been he's just been such a good player for them. And uh, Brian Kelly deserves credit for identifying that and for 
sticking with him through some early growing pains as he learned a completely different offensive system to his credit. You know, you talked about Jane Daniels. Another guy that's been really impressive on the offensive side of the football is Malik Neighbors. You know, he had a good year last year as a freshman, but really exploded as one of the primary targets for Jane Daniels here in 2022. And, you know, it's crazy to think that, you know, we're talking about Malik Neighbors having such a big year when you still have Kayshawn Booty on the roster. Just talk about this receiving core that Jane Daniels has and how they've really been able to, to step up in big moments. Yeah, I mean, again, this is just, you know, they've really gelled as the year's gone on. You know, they've gotten more confident in their quarterback, and he's gotten more confident in them and uh, just in the system, too. You know, that's been something that Brian Kelly has just said, you know, over and over again on the teleconferences every week and during his press conferences. He's like, you know, we're improving because we're, like, learning our system, and we're we're getting – you know, we're getting our systems in place and the players are getting more comfortable with it. And that goes for the receivers too. You know, they're running crisper routes. They're not in the wrong spots like they were early in the year. Uh, you know, so the, their, their execution is doing, is, is much better. And you know, they have the talent Like LSU recruits receivers at an insane level. So, you know, it's, it, it, you know that they're always going to have talented pass catchers on that team. And, uh, you know, they have another one at, at tight end in Mason Taylor, who I think is going to be a first-round pick in a couple of years here. Um, so, you know, there's just plenty of weapons for Daniels. And now that he's more comfortable with them, they're all starting to, you know, get their touches and uh, look a lot better. Now, you know, one another guy on the defensive side that's just been an incredible story is Harold Perkins. I mean, true freshman, originally from New Orleans. He gets displaced by Hurricane Katrina as an infant, moves to Houston, and now you know back home in Louisiana playing for the Tigers and has just had an incredible year. He's now a finalist for the Sean Alexander Freshman of the Year Award. Uh, I know that there was high praise for him coming out of high school, but again, kind of similar to this team, I don't think many people expected him to have this big of an impact so early. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's it's um he really broke out in that Arkansas game and uh you know, he's he's just a he's a great player. He's got the pedigree. He's just, you know, he was a highly rated recruit coming out of high school. But yeah, I mean, when you're running a complicated defensive system like Matt House has done a great job of putting him in position to succeed you know they were like well why isn't he getting more after that big breakout performance it's like well why wasn't he getting more snaps earlier in the season and it's like well he wasn't ready for that responsibility yet now he's ready now he's uh you know now he's knows where he's supposed to be and when he doesn't you know they can just say okay line up here and get after the quarterback on this down and that's your only responsibility and he's doing well in that role and uh, if they're going to pull off the upset against Georgia he's going to have to have you know, right up there with that level of uh, contributions that he did against Arkansas. Chatting with Adam Spencer. Let's go to Georgia now. You know, Stetson Bennett, after last year's national championship run, a lot of people didn't believe that he would be an NFL talent. Adam, I think I think he's kind of proved some people wrong this year. Could he be an NFL talent at quarterback? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, I don't think he'll be a first round pick, but uh, you know, somebody will take a chance on him in, uh, in a later round. You know, he's if, if somebody's going to draft Hendon Hooker, you know, they're similar ages, so you know, in Joe Burrow, you just have to look at him. So it's not crazy to think that these older guys can come into the league and uh, find success pretty quickly. Um, you know, so I think somebody will take him on day three, like round four maybe of the draft, and uh, that like Kirk Cousins range, and. Uh, 
and just see what see what happens with him. And uh, and yeah, I think that he deserves that. He's played well enough to do that. I mean, yes, he has Brock Bowers, but like these past two years, his receiving core has been really beat up. So you know, he's he's making plays with uh, with guys who you know he'll have more talent surrounding him at the NFL level. So it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I I, I think he gets drafted, and I and I think that. Uh, he has a real chance to make an NFL roster next year. Probably not as a starter, but you know, maybe as a second or third string guy. You know, Brock Bowers, you mentioned him, has just been such a great talent at, at tight end, probably the best tight end in America this season. However, I have to ask this question. Is Kenny McIntosh going to be the best athlete on the field Saturday? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, we saw Harold Perkins run run down that uh that um, Malik Hornsby, the Arkansas speedster quarterback receiver combo guy, um, you know. So Harold Perkins might have something to say about that, but uh, yeah, Kenny McIntosh. I mean, you know, he's having a breakout year. He just had a big rushing performance a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, he's looking like he's hitting his stride right on time. And uh, you know, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to step up, and uh, it's gonna start with that defensive line. They're gonna need to. You know, Mizzou didn't win that game against Georgia, but that twenty twenty that twenty six to twenty two win was uh, very nerve wracking for Georgia and Georgia fans. Um, you know, so I think that you go and look at the tape at what uh, Mizzou's defensive line did because that uh, that LSU defensive line has some studs on it too, and they can potentially copy some of that game plan that uh, the Tigers ran to to stifle the Georgia running game earlier in the year. All right, Adam, give me an X factor for each team and who wins the game. You know, I, I think that the X factor for Georgia is Brock Bowers. They sometimes they get him the ball, sometimes uh, they just seem to forget that he's on the team. So I mean, you gotta if you're Todd Munkin, you gotta get the ball in his hands at least two or three times in the first quarter, just to uh, you know remind the offense that he's there. And then you know you gotta keep calling his number as the game goes on. If he gets ten touches, I think that Georgia's gonna be tough to beat. On the other side, it's going to be all about Jaden Daniels' ability to run. Like he can't beat Georgia just as a pocket passer. You know, we saw what uh, what Anthony Richardson struggled to do against them earlier this year after he got banged up a little bit. So you know, he's going to have to be able to run the ball, and he's going to have to be able to run the ball for like a hundred yards. And if he can't, then uh, you know the the Tigers are going to be in trouble. So you know, just because I don't necessarily think he's going to be as elite of a runner as he normally is. Like I think that uh, Georgia wins this game, but I think they win by like ten or eleven points, not the seventeen and a half. And then, lastly, you know, the college football playoff committee announced today that they're going to expand to twelve in twenty twenty four. Give me your thoughts on that. I think it's the right move. I mean, you know, they they let the cat out of the bag, and uh, now you can't put it back in. So you know, it was, it was only a matter of time, and. Uh, Sooner rather than later, with these sorts of things, always make more sense. Um, so you know, I like it. I like the the inclusion of more teams. You know, that would make this SEC championship game a lot more important for LSU. I can tell you that much right now, uh, with the playoff implications that they'd have on their end. So, you know, it, it will it will make these end of season games a lot more interesting, and uh, I'm all for it. Adam Spencer of Saturday Down South joining us. Adam, really appreciate you taking the time, man. Have a great week. Enjoy the game, and we'll talk soon. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. There he goes, Adam Spencer of Saturday Down South. If you are needing to grab some Christmas gifts, look no further than AcadianaDeals.com. Right now, score a discounted rate for vouchers to buy you gourmet, buy you pop gourmet popcorn, 
which has more than 40 flavors of gourmet popcorn, Mudcat Whiskers, where you can get handcrafted beard grooming products, and Emmy's Ice Cream Bar, which offers up Supreme Ice Cream. You can get an additional 50 50% off this week only. Just use the discount code DELTA50. That is D-E-L-T-A-5-0 to score an additional discount at AcadianaDeals.com. Don't delay because this offer ends tomorrow at midnight. So go visit AcadianaDeals.com right now. We'll take a time out. Hunter Bowers of GoPreps.com joins us next for a conversation. We've got a lot of loaded state semifinals to get to tonight and tomorrow night as well. So we'll chat with Hunter next about that right here on the game at Southwest Louisiana Sports Station and your home for the SEC West champion LSU Tigers and the world champion Houston Astros. Had a rough day at work? Got lady problems? Not to worry, because you have two wingmen right here. You can be my wingman anytime. Now back to more Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Hunter Bauer of GoPreps.com joins us for a conversation looking at some state semifinals happening this weekend. Hunter, how are you, sir? Hey, guys. Doing well. Thanks for having me on. So let's start with a team that's going to play right here on this station tomorrow night. St. Thomas Moore hosting E.D. White. The Cougars losing this game last year. You know, can can Jim Hightower get his revenge on, on the Cardinals? Well, I certainly think he has a uh, has his best chance to. As uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, not necessarily wrote St. Thomas Moore off this year, but you know, life after some of the, you know, the talent that went on to uh, to, to bigger and better things at the collegiate level, I think you know, just a lot of people didn't really see them going far. But uh, just goes to show you how uh, talent is developed over there at St. Thomas Moore. Um, definitely think this is their best chance, but you know, going up against a uh, a, a tough Edie White uh, school that you know has a really tough district that they go through as well. You know, with St. James, who's still in the uh, in the playoffs and uh, going through some of the um, uh, the games that they played in the regular season against playoff type teams. Uh, they're definitely both teams are definitely battle tested. Um, I think the advantage that St. Thomas More has is Edie White has to come to them, uh, sort of a long road trip. Um, but definitely, I think this is St. Thomas Moore's shot at uh, getting back to the state championship and, and facing, uh, well, either way, it's going to be a uh, district rematch if, if they can get to the uh, to the Dome. And then another local team, Westgate, traveling down Highway 90 to St. Charles Parish. They're going to play Destrahan. You know, Destrahan, obviously, always a pretty good football team. What do you like about this matchup? Yeah, Destrehan is definitely. Uh, I think coming into this this season, not a lot of people had Destrehan picked to be in the uh, in, in in the mix here late in the season, but uh, they've definitely proven a lot of people wrong. Going undefeated, one of the you know one of uh, I think four undefeated teams left uh, here in Louisiana. Um, but Westgate has gone through a, a hell of a schedule as well, and and you know going um, uh, we're getting some wins against some playoff teams that. Uh, are tough to beat this time of year, especially, I mean, they won against Neville last week, and you know how hard it is to beat Neville, uh, you know, this late in the playoffs. Yep. Um, but Destrehan, just so much speed, so much talent. It's going to be hard to, to get past them, but uh, Westgate's determined. They're, they're determined to get back to the Dome this year and uh, possibly repeat as a state champion. 
a Lafayette matchup. Turlings and LCA. The winner, of course, going to play STM and ED, the winner of STM and ED White. You know, Turlings has been a big surprise for for a lot of people this year. And then LCA, you know, it, it's interesting. A lot of people didn't have LCA getting this far either. Yeah, you know, especially going up against the De La Salle team uh, last week that uh, had kind of some prize to people as well. Um, De La Salle was really talented. Uh, and for Lafayette Christian to get the win over them uh, just goes to show you uh, what type of football they're playing um, this this late in the year, and it, especially with the win over uh, McDonald 35 in the second round as well. But you know it's hard to beat a, the same team twice. Uh, it's going to be tough for for Tarlings to to get the win. It was a close 21-17 uh, contest back during the regular season. Uh, but Tarlings also went through uh, three really brutal games in that stretch as well. Ended up losing to St. Thomas More. Um, of course, they've also had a, a good uh, playoff showing as well against Carver and, and Archbishop Shaw, which shocked a lot of folks as well. It's going to be a great matchup. Um, Lafayette Christian is just in another zone right now. Uh, you know, if Turlings can get the win over them, uh, they more than deservedly go to uh, to the Superdome down in New Orleans. Louis Cook and Notre Dame traveling to Laplace to take on the Comets of St. Charles Catholic. This is a team that, that Notre Dame has met up with in the postseason numerous times over the last couple of years. What do you like about this matchup? Yeah, it definitely seems like this is the uh, matchup you usually get at this time of the year is uh, Notre Dame-St. Charles matchup. Hey, look, you know, Notre Dame, I think, surprised a lot of people, too. Uh, you know, it seemed like at times they struggled a little bit during the season, but they got some big wins as well, uh, beating a good Lake Charles prep team as well as a Episcopal team uh, during the playoffs. Um, but St. Charles, defending state champions, um, you know, they uh, they lost a lot of kids from last year, but it just goes to show you how much talent they develop as well. They're just rolling right now, uh, really solid wins. Uh, going to be tough for Notre Dame to go down there um, uh, to St. Charles and try to get a victory, but uh, if anybody knows how to win those big games, it sure is Louis Cook and his squad. So uh, definitely a, a, a playoff-type rematch that everybody's looking forward to. How about the Golden Bears of of Karen Crow going to play Brother Martin? Actually, Brother Martin coming to Karen Crow to play yeah. in the open air Crow Dome. I mean, that's a matchup that that a lot of people are, are intrigued about because Karen Crow at one point this season, you you weren't a hundred percent sure that they might not even make the postseason, and, and now for them to to be on a run and be at this point. I mean, a great story that, that Tony Corville has put together. No doubt. And, you know, Karen Crow is the only team um, that was moved from the non-slate to the select side that is still left in the uh, in, in all four select divisions. So that just goes to show you, uh, you know, what Tony Corville and his team have done as a program this year. And, yeah, no doubt. <clears throat> you know, they lost to the south side in, in Acadiana earlier in the season. The tough Acadiana team ended up beating them. Uh, in the rematch in the playoffs. Not a lot of people thought that was going to happen. Then Karen Crow goes down and, and, and beats Warren Easton in their place. Um, that, that's huge for a, you know, a, um, a traditional, I guess, public school now in the select side. Now they got to go up against the Brother Martin squad that they're battle-tested as well. They play in the Catholic League. Um, you know, really a couple of their losses was teams like Edna Carr, John Curtis. So they're really definitely battle-tested. They're a 13 seed, but as I said earlier in the year, these double-digit seeds are going to uh, kind of not really shock you, but they're going to uh, they're, they're going to show you that that just goes it just goes to show you 
uh, how strong these fields are this year and how level things are uh, going forward after the uh, playoff revamp. But definitely have to give the nod to, to Karen Crow, uh, you know, hoping that the home uh, atmosphere will, will be in their favor. Uh, but it won't come easy. Brother Martin's a good squad. Lastly, Vermilion Catholic and St. Martin's Episcopal, the, the, the Screaming Eagles coming back to, to the top of the mountain. They have an opportunity to get back to the Superdome for the first time in a few years. What are your thoughts on that matchup? Yeah, they're also a, you know another team I think a lot of people were like, well, you know, they they just can't get over that hump, that, you know, regional quarterfinal hump. Well, they got over it, uh, and they got it over in a big way uh, against a good Southern Lab team. But now they got to go up against a good St. Martin squad that uh, has one of the best running backs in the state. They're going to have to try to stop him. Um, but Vermillion Catholic's not the number one seed by accident. I mean, they, they've got a really good squad. They, this is their best chance to get back to the Dome. Uh, in several years, but uh, if, if they can stop the ground game of St. Martin's and, and, and box in the running back uh, for them, uh, Harlan Berry, um, he is uh, he's just a, a force to be reckoned with, already getting offers from, and he's just a sophomore. But uh, if they can box him in and really shut down that run game, uh, Vermillion Cowboys got a good chance to get back to the Superdome this year. Hunter Bauer of GoPreps.com joining us. Hunter, appreciate your insight each and every week, man. Enjoy another great weekend of high school football, and uh, we'll talk again soon. All right, guys. Thank you all so much. There he goes, Hunter Bauer. We'll take a timeout, wrap up today's show on the other side. You are listening to The Game, 1237 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. From the Louisiana Raging Cajuns to the latest with the New Orleans Saints and Pelicans. Miguez and Mesh cover it all. I'm not worried. Uh, I think it's something that I can get under control. Now back to more Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Haven't heard this song in a while. You can listen to all your favorite Christmas classics or local Cajun Christmas songs on the Louisiana Christmas Channel. If you're looking for nonstop Christmas music 24-7, head to lachristmaschannel.com or download the free mobile app on both Apple and Android devices. You can even listen on your Amazon Alexa. Don't forget to listen to the Louisiana Christmas Channel. All right, James, Thursday night football tonight. The Bills and the Pats from Gillette Stadium. You know what they say, Gillette is the best a man can get. Um, that is true. Paracha. Who wins? I'm leaning towards Buffalo. Are you? Yeah. Wow, that's shocking. Well, to be fair, Patriots, they put up a really nice game as well last Thursday. Yeah? To be fair, Mac Jones threw for almost 400 and threw a couple of touchdown passes and tried to keep him in the game as much as he could. He did. He did, and 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 I, and I really like what Ramondre Stevenson has done as a running back for the Patriots. Again, very very valid point. However, it's the Bills. It is indeed the Bills, and they they did hiccup in the middle of that season, but I, I think they're slowly starting to get their groove back because that's when teams are most dangerous is when they get a groove in those final few weeks of the regular season. And of and of course, you know they're going to miss Von Bell, um, who Miller I mean, Von Miller. I'm sorry. Uh, out four games after being placed on IR. So he's going to miss tonight's game, the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Bears. But maybe he comes back from Monday Night Football against the Bengals? The day after New Year's? 
that could be interesting. Or or it's like even then, just rest them up a little more and just have them be back strictly for the, for playoffs. the playoffs. Yeah, you could do that too. Um, unless unless you absolutely need him, but I don't think you would absolutely need him. You would you would hope in, not in that hope in the, in that whole stretch. Yeah, you you would hope one player wouldn't wouldn't deter you like that. But uh, as we wrap up, I've got the Bills tonight. Uh, the Pelicans play tomorrow, and obviously we've got a great lineup of college football this weekend. We'll preview that and so much more with our guy Jake Crane at five o'clock tomorrow for Jake's takes. I want to thank our guest today, Glenn Gilbo, talking about his book on Skip Bertman, Everything Matters in Baseball. Once again, book signing tomorrow from 1 to 4 at Academy of the Sacred Heart in Grand Coteau. If you want to get a copy of that book, you can buy one at the event. I want to also thank Adam Spencer and Hunter Bauer for joining us. For James Mesh, I'm Matt Miguez. Be safe, be well, hug your mom and them, and we'll see you tomorrow, same time, same station. You're listening to The Game. It's 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. We'll take a short, we'll go to CBS Sports Radio, and then the Brian Kelly Show is tonight at 7 right here on The Game.